Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. How are we doing? Not so good, buddy. I'm kind of sore today. Kind of hurting from last night's endeavor. Mm-hmm. What did you do last night? What did I do last night? What did you do last night? Oh, I played hockey last night. Wednesdays, buddy. Yeah, I played hockey for Matt's team. I was featured in this week's episode of Miked Up with Matt. You're somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> I was in one for sure. That was uh, that was too much to ask. Yeah. I like to punish myself every once in a while and just realize, like, I belong in the crease. You had a, you had a nice block shot, though. I appreciated yep, that. Yep. Even after the game, I was like, that was nice. Yeah. It took me a couple tries. But you got it. I got in front of it, you mm-hmm. know. I didn't do much else. I had a couple good breakout passes. That was really it. That was it. Turnover machine. The fans will see. Defensive <laughs> liability. The fans will see all the great work you did. Yeah, right. Yeah. They'll see all yeah. your great work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um... Wow, so you're hurting? I'm gonna dude. Be I'm so sore from that. It's it just works so many different muscles, like versus goaltending. Like yeah, even my lungs. Just like I don't, I don't run. I need to go on the treadmill a little bit, like get a little cardio action. Something just work. Just a whole different. Yeah. It's like the same sport, just entirely different world. You yeah. Know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be hurting come Monday. We are recording Thursday instead, and that is because tomorrow I am going camping. For the first and probably last time in now, my entire life. Now, can you elaborate on why you're going to be hurting from camping? Uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming just bug bites all over the place. Okay. Me uh, sleeping on the ground. One, uh, anything can happen when you just like, for some reason, living like a pilgrim. Are you bringing a tent? Uh, our friend Joe is bringing a tent, and I'm going to be using that. Okay. Are you bringing? Are you sharing a sleeping bag? No, I actually have one. I was just kidding. Oh. Get it? I get it now. Using his tent, you use his sleeping bag. I got it. Okay, all right, all right cool. I got Just it. Just making sure. I got it. Oh, I got it. Right. Well, no, have fun, man. I went camping once. It was it's a good experience. I like it. Uh, I just wouldn't do it again. Yeah, I think. Have you never been? I've never been. Oh, nice. Okay, it'll be fun. You'll have fun. It's not good. Just bring a thirty pack. That's all you really need. I mean, that's what our friend Kyle was saying too. Just like, hey, just bring beer. That's all you're gonna need. Yeah. But he's the one. Him and him and our friend Tommy, somewhat Joe too. I kept saying, no, no, I'm just going to take the weekend off. No, no, no. But it was just like constant, do it, do it, do it. I'm like, you know what? I haven't done it before. Might as well do it so I can say I've done it and see if, if I like it or not. And I, I'm really leaning toward I'm probably not going to like it. But I think I you're going to like it, dude. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I mean, there's bug spray for the bugs. Like everything that you think there's going to be an issue about, you can bring something to resolve it. Yeah. But it's not like a campground where we're going to. It's like in the middle of nowhere where like – Bears can just come out of nowhere and just yeah, that can happen at a campground too. Yep, you might be doing the podcast by yourself. Who knows? Uh, that probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got a lot of hockey news. Want to hop into it? Yeah, we had uh, one big trade today. I think it went down. This is uh, Montreal is traded defenseman Shea Weber to the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for Evgeny Dadanov. Oh. Uh, this is kind of surprising to me. It's kind of interesting to see how much a guy like Shea Weber's stock has dropped over the past few years. Remember the blockbuster trade with Nashville when P.K. Subban was the trade bait for Shea Weber? Yeah, they're basically picking up his contract right here. He's been on long-term injury reserve. He didn't even even play last season or this season currently. Yeah, he might bounce back. And, I mean, it's a good gamble for someone that you tried to move last season and going to get it And the Anaheim Ducks came in with the all-time troll job, just tweeting at both teams saying, you sure? (laughs) Hilarious, dude. We thought we had him. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I told you, too. I was like, oh, nope. I'll see you at training camp. Nope. Not going anywhere. <laughs> no trade clause there either. So. Can you imagine? Just goes I, right back. I hope that Shea Weber gets back on the ice in a Golden Knights sweater because 
Think about like the roster that they're going to have now. Pacioretty, Weber, um, Eichel. We're going to get into this pretty soon. Right. Bruce Cassidy now is the head coach. Bruce Cassidy's a head coach. It's mm-hmm. going to. It's going to. It looks pretty good for them. I mean, this team's always kind of on the fringe and on the rise. It was nuts to see them not make playoffs, but right. another good addition here with Shea Weber. I hope as long as he bounces back. We hope. Um, we do have some signs this week too. A bunch of them. Uh, the Nashville Predators have signed defenseman Jeremy Lazon to a four-year, eight million dollar contract, two mil AAV. Big move here. Two mil yeah. a year for this guy. Yeah, I think a bit of an overpayment. I'm not really a huge fan of this guy. I no, think he's like a b- bottom bottom four defenseman. I oh, don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move on uh, right from there. <clears throat> I'm gonna have a hard time with his name, by the way. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings have signed goaltender UC Okanora. Oh my god! I hope I didn't butcher that. To a one-year deal with seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. He comes off of winning the World Championship with Team Finland and winning tournament MVP with an 8-0 record, 1.11 GAA, a .948 save percentage, and four shutouts in those four games. This year he spent, sorry, this year he went 20-10-2 with a 2.45 GAA and .917 save percentage for oh, the, my team, bro. your team, bro, the Magnigorsk Metallurg of the KHL. Uh, as of Currently, right now, Thomas Grice and Alex Nedeljkovic are the tandem for uh, the Detroit Red Wings. But awesome, awesome pickup for the Detroit Red Wings. Um, he, UC, did not go. Uh, he's undrafted, by the way. Also, I want to mm-hmm. add to that too. So, big pickup for Detroit. Yeah, I think it, it's really cool to see and think about how much harder it's going to be to become an NHL goaltender, and how much the skill, the game, everything has developed uh, just in general. Like. I want to say 20 years ago, like, none of this was really a thing. It was kind of a, you know, you get in front of the shot the best you can. There wasn't too much um, coaching and structure to the position. Mm-hmm. And now, man, like, it's literally the best in the world on each of these NHL teams. Right. To take a guy that's an 8-0 record in the World Championship, 20-10-2 in the KHL, which is, like, the next best league after the NHL, like, it's awesome. I think mm-hmm. it's great to see a talent pool growing like this, like, oh, yeah. with the young the young goaltending options that we're going to see the young guys that's right the young guns um the florida panthers also signed undrafted forward anton levchi to a one-year entry-level contract levchi actually led liga which is the finnish elite league in goals with 26 and points with 61 this season he was also named his league's mvp wow nice so i thought that was pretty cool a lot more future for the florida panthers mm-hmm. uh the new york rangers also signed forward sammy Bly to a one-year deal for 1.525 mil and this, whoa, what is that? <laughs> Why would you do that? The, uh, so you didn't see that at all? No. You didn't see that on the news that at all? That is the weirdest thing you could have ever written. I'm not reading that. Okay, yeah, we're not going to read that at all. But there was news about Sammy Bly this week, along with the whole Connor McDavid. Did we skip by that? Did it happen this week or last week with the Connor McDavid situation? No idea. Yeah. I don't know anything about either of these two things. And Really? Yeah, thanks for adding that to the end of my thing. I didn't I think I was gonna be. I didn't think I was gonna throw that big of a curveball at you. Those are pretty big curveballs when you when you write that. All right. Well, we'll just. Uh, it's not even. Uh, I'm sure everyone on the social media. You're gonna have to elaborate now. It. Okay. You can't just leave it. <clears throat> so it must have been this week because there's a reason why I put that here. But because I don't think we talked about it last week at all. But uh, to do Connor McDavid, we'll do that first. Uh, he was caught uh, with someone that his not his girlfriend, by the way, hanging out. Uh, they're just leaving a bar, and here's this girl, and here's a fan that's like, hey, Connor McDavid, as he's, like, recording him. And uh, 
Not a good look for Connor McDavid. I heard a lot of Edmonton Oilers fans were not pleased about that. And then uh, if you look up Sammy Bly, he was uh, what I was going to throw in there too. He's uh, thirsty for his uh, sister's Instagram. That's what I was going to throw up. Dude, Boston even did a thing on Sammy Bly. What did they say? He was pretty much the same thing, like thirsty stuff. Because uh, she put up some posts and Sammy Bly was just on it, just like, wow, looking really hot. Something like that. I was like, oof, this is uh, kind of a weird look. You're looking up the Connor McDavid thing now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was two weird stories that happened. And it was... Uh, it was it was so weird that it was the for the Boston that one minute man that I kind of show he's the one who did it both uh, Sammy Bly and uh, Connor McDavid. Hmm. I really didn't think this was a big curveball for you. Apparently it is. So you just, yeah, no, it's just weird when you put the put that you know. Yeah, I thought you knew. I thought I showed you, or something at least. Could have swear I showed you. Yep. But uh, yeah, Connor McDavid uh, not looking good in the eyes of uh, Edmonton Oilers fans. I can only imagine what the hell's going on with him. I don't know, dude. I mean, him and him and his girl. I think her name's Lauren Kyle. Is is his girl's name? I don't know if they're engaged, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. But I, I don't know. It seems like they have a pretty healthy relationship. They both built their own McMansion up in uh, Edmonton, I and um, I, I want to say that there might be something else to to go with this to story. With this, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know anything about either of these things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the New York Rangers also signed Vitaly Kravstov to a $875,000 contract. The team had a tough relationship with this fla- player, a uh, ninth overall pick from 2018, who played just 20 NHL dra- games since he was drafted. So this is really just going back on his history with the team. Uh, in October 2021, he requested a trade after refusing to join the AHL Wolfpack before leaving for Russia. He also did this back in 2019, where he used his European out clause for that refusal. And before he left in 2019, GM Chris Drury reportedly admonished him and called him a quitter. Kravstov played in the KHL this year, putting up six goals, seven assists in 19 games, as well as seven goals and three assists in 15 games in the postseason. Yeah, we saw, so we talked about him a while back, like a while back, like maybe like a year ago, and uh, his name came up. I remember tell, giving you this information, I'm like, why does his name sound so familiar? And then I looked him up, like, oh, yeah, this is the dude. Uh, I'm assuming this sign is literally to trade him. Uh, you know how you know you know organizations now with the cap, uh, just looking for that cap space basically. Yeah, it also locks a guy in at a number, so like the other team once they once they accept a trade, don't have to figure out exactly what this guy's worth. You know, if the team that you've worked with sets a value for you, now it's you know you have a resume with the Rangers for the past four years, and yeah. the Rangers say you're worth 875k. Mm-hmm. Then when they go to trade you, there's no real arguing and. What you're getting what back you're in return? Get. Yep. You so, know? so uh, I don't think again. This is I don't think this is a sign for the Rangers. I think it's a sign to move him. And uh, that was that. Yeah, that right there is just very interesting. I was gonna say the same thing with uh, when we go back with um, Shea Weber. I thought that Shea Weber trade was for the cap, but then I realized you know there's a chance he could come back and play for the Vegas Golden Knights. So yeah, uh, and I see it the same way as like a Peyton Krebs that the Knights moved on from and, and traded him away to Buffalo for Eichel, um, in, in the sense that Krebs was battling an injury the same way Eichel was like. Weber has battled injuries on the downswing of his career. Dadnov hasn't been firing so much as of late, so it's kind of like an even, you know, wife swap kind even of thing. Kill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from that to uh, Miko Koskinen uh, has also decided to leave his team, signing a two-year deal with HC Lugano in Switzerland. Mike Smith is about to play his last year on his contract with the Oilers. If he doesn't retire. 
Uh, sorry, that's if he doesn't retire. If he does, Stuart Skinner and Olivier Rodrigue, who hasn't played an NHL game yet and is currently playing for the Wichita Thunder in the ECHL, are Oilers current backup goalies. So if if so, he's got one year left. So if Mike Smith just leaves, we have like these two randoms just like in net for a cup. You think he would just game. retire? Hey, forty years old. You think think he still got like? I mean, he's got one more year left, you know. Yeah, and he, he was he, he was playing it. in what the conference finals. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Edmonton and Colorado. Yep. So I mean, he he was there. He push made it, it there. He yeah. got his team where he needed to. So mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why he sh- he would retire. I have a lot of reasons of why he should retire, but <laughs> in Mike Smith's shoes, like no, I mean, I made it to the conference finals this year. I wonder what I can do next year. Next kind year, of thing yeah. is the way I look at that. Mm-hmm. And you're already locked in. You know that that's how I see that. Right. So let's hope. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, Carter Hutton actually announced his retirement after playing in three NHL games this season for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, He played in 234 NHL games in his career for five different clubs, putting up 94 wins and a .908 save percentage. Mm -hmm. Carter Hutton was kind of all over the place. He was a a decent backup for a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buffalo Sabres. Nashville, uh, right? Nashville. Uh, God, I'm drawing a blank on the I mean, Arizona's on there, but he really only played three. Two more teams. I don't know what else. Um, two more teams. I can't remember the teams, but he, he was uh, all I remember really. Rel- sorry, all I remember really from him was uh, Nashville and uh, Buffalo because I think he was just a solid backup on both. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations on a a pretty good career. Uh, I mean, a point nine oh eight is pretty good. Yeah, staying in the NHL too. Just kind of, I wouldn't say no name, but at the same time, just like you know, keeping up, yeah. keeping up the pace. Um, and then. We have oh so and then we have to go back to what uh, we were talking about before. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have hired Bruce Cassidy as their head coach. Uh, it's a five-year deal with twenty-two point five million dollars, a four point five million dollar AAV. Uh, how do you feel about this? This is very quick, by the way. Bruins let go Bruce Cassidy in in a matter of like what a day and a half. Vegas was just like, yeah, we'll pick up this guy. Yeah, it was definitely within a week, I'd say. Um, I I think it's. It goes to show what Bruce Cassidy's record and resume holds for for him. Right. Um, It doesn't seem like he went for kind of like chasing the money. I think the Knights are a great organization to get on board with, and I feel like he had his pick of the litter with teams. Like, oh yeah. I think this is good for him until the Knights, you know, decide to cut his career short early, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. We'll see where it, where it takes them, but I think they're on the upswing. I still think Bruce Cassidy is a hell of a coach. Like, I knew as soon as the Bruins let him go, I, I knew it just like he wouldn't be sitting there on the block for long, you know? Someone's yeah, but, but the only thing is it seems like all those, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, like I talked about last week, all those little rumors seem to be coming up that – the players weren't happy with him. He's kind of a hard ass. He rides mm-hmm. his guys harder than he needs to. Right. Um, so let's hope that doesn't, you know, put a black cloud over the locker room, over the organization, because something like that is kind of what Jack Eichel was running away from in Buffalo, don't you think? Yeah, true. Like a real heavy on the whip kind of coach and in, in upper management, mm-hmm. and now it kind of seems like he's bring, they're bringing in a guy like that. But well, we got another we got another hard ass coming up uh, right now. Yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers have offered. Oh, actually, they offered Trotz, uh, Barry Trotz, mm-hmm. a seven mil plus salary to be their head coach, which he detra- declined. Uh, that would have made him the highest paid coach in NHL history. So Trotz is also not ch- chasing the bag. Oh. And then, obviously, Barry Trotz was 
Philadelphia's first choice, but once he declined that, they went on to hire John Tortorella as their head coach for a four-year, $16 million contract, four mil AAV. Torts is back. Torts is back. Trotz is not back with Philly. Very oh. confusing there. Yeah. You know, same <laughs> same five letters, I'd say. Um, and then this was actually pretty funny, too. Former NHL player Brandon Dubinsky chimed in to wish for prayers for the Fly- uh, Flyers players. <laughs> he last played in the NHL in 2019 and was coached by Tortorella on the Blue Jackets. So Wasn't that was pretty Doobie funny. Wasn't Doobie the guy that really came on in, like social media around that time just like shitting on Tortorella? Am I wrong? I he probably like was. There, there was a player that came out and was talking shit about. Oh, no. I'm thinking Mike Commodore. And Mike Commodore hated for, um, um, Babcock. Babcock. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm mixing those two up. But, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of guys that hated uh, Tortorella. But it, as a I, fan, I uh, I just want to see his interviews. What, yeah, it's definitely an entertainment factor for the league having him back. Yep. But I think the thing with the players was I don't think there's a lot of players that hate Tortorella. I think there's a lot of players that don't like the way he coaches. coaches. Like, at the end of the day, I don't think anyone hates Torts for, for what he did or how he did things. Like. No. It's just, it was hard, and I learned a lot from it. I mean, maybe they do, but Babcock's the one that's out of the league, and he's back in it, you know what right. I mean? He did when a hell of a job like with the Rangers back in the day. Yeah, yep. and he brought that culture over to Columbus and had them bounce the President's Trophy winning Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Uh, the last round. time they actually lost a playoff series was that that right. round. So. Tortorella was fucking coaching that team. That's I think insane. the Flyers are probably, like, shitting their pants, the players there, they're like, Jesus Christ. You know, like, we had such a fun season, even though we sucked. Like, I feel like those guys had, like, one of the best locker rooms in the league, and now Torch is coming in to whip them into shape. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> they need it. Philadelphia, they need it. They're yeah. one of the worst teams in the league last year. It's yeah. unbelievable. So they need to do they something. Can, hopefully you can uh, have a short leash and a whip on them and get these guys going. Yeah. So we'll see. He hates his goalies, by the way. Kind of hot. Not looking good. He's just like, hey. Get your shit together. I don't know many people that do like Carter Hart. I think even Flyers fans don't real aren't really sold on him now. Really? I think they were very early on, and they were like, "Hell yeah, this guy's the future. We have a good goalie. Let's build from the back out." And now, man, his confidence is rattled. They bring in that guy from fucking San Jose, and it's like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? Oh, Martin Jones. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, here we go. So we're gonna move on to the Florida Panthers. Here they fired. Talking about the coaches, they fired assistant coaches Ulf Samuelson and Derek McKenzie. Elliot Freeman said on the Jeff Marrick show that the Panthers will likely bring Andrew Brunette back with a coaching staff of his own, who still hasn't signed a contract yet and came in as an interim late October after Joel Quenville resigned and went 51-18-6 this season with the organization. So it's definitely looking like Andrew Burnett is getting ready to sign an extension here after coming in as interim. And uh, I like what the Florida Panthers here are doing too. Be like, no, we'll 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 give Andrew Burnett the guys he wants around him, you know. But I feel like the guys around him, Ulf Samuelson, Derek McKenzie, also got him to the record that they had this season. So this yeah, is a give and take, I guess. Looking at this team and realizing that Burnett wasn't signed for the next year, I kind of didn't think that he would be back, especially with their early-ish exit mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I kind of thought that they would go in a different direction and get someone in who can get more out of the guys that are on their team. I mean, granted, they win the President's Trophy. Like, you can't really ask for much more in the regular season, but no. it's not about the regular season at the end of the day, so no. that's really what I was looking at. Um, and, I mean, Andrew Burnett's not a guy that has this lengthy resume, has a lot of experience in this in this outside of the Florida Panthers, but 51-18-6, like, how can you go wrong? Like, give him another shot one more year, and mm-hmm. worst-case scenario, what, you, bur- you burned a year, he's gone, and 
team's still looking pretty good, I right. think. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Claude Giroux is going to do in this offseason because I'm pretty sure he only signed through the end of this season, right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I, I could be entirely wrong on that. But And Joe Thornton. Where's Joe Thornton's all done, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet he's done. Jason the Cop, he's going to call it. He's getting up there, man. Yeah, he was really like third, fourth there. line minutes at the end. Top. Can we just say that Joe Thornton uh, outlasted Internet Explorer? He did, yeah. Internet Explorer <laughs> is shut down today, so we're going to have to transfer everything over for the uh, Post to Post podcast to something else. Tough to see. That's why it's not working. <laughs> loading, loading, loading. Loading, loading. All right, and lastly for coaching news here, Winnipeg, a brewery there, is doing everything they can to get Barry Trotz to come coach their hometown team. This is a Little Brown Jug Brewing Company. They offered Barry Trotz free beer for life if he would come and coach the Jets. So. I think that's why he canceled the uh, whole Philadelphia Flyers. Like, I don't know, I got this brewery. Yeah, he's like seven mil, uh, seven mil this year or Free beer for beer life. For life. Oh, I mean, God. Let's do the math here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can drink $7 million worth of beer in my lifetime. But I don't, I don't know what the, what's going to happen there. I mean, Winnipeg seems like a good spot for him. Um, I, I just think he's the most sought-after guy in the offseason. I'm honestly kind of surprised that Cassidy ended up signing before Trotz did. But yeah, that could too. also mean that Trotz is looking to shop the market and Cassidy knew exactly where he wanted to land. Yep, yep, 100%. So. But wherever Barry Trotz lands, another great great coach to have. So I'll be curious where he lands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, if you want your kid to make it to the NHL and be coached by Barry Trotz, you need to check out thehockeyedge.com here. Uh, hockey moms and hockey dads looking for a training camp for your son or daughter this summer? Head on over to thehockeyedge.com and check out the amazing program they have going on. Their program includes eight hours of skills and games per week throughout July and August, and their amazing staff will take your kid's game to the next level with current NHL guest coaches Charlie Coyle and Connor Garland. Registration includes daily lunches and snacks, as well as pickup and drop-off schedules in the greater Boston and South Shore area. Registration starts at $3.95 a week, and be sure to let them know the guys at Post to Post sent you. It started this month, but it's never too late. It happens. This is going on all summer long. Great, great, great to have your kids go to. Uh, great little summer camp for everyone to be at. Awesome spot. Can't recommend it enough. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. I, I watched a few of the clips and stuff from uh, the camps they have going on now, so it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I hope you guys check it out, thehockeyedge.com, just for you listeners that can't hear me the first three times. <laughs> uh, but we have a little bit more uh, NHL news coming around here, or fake news, we should call it. Yep. Anaheim's John Gibson has informed the Anaheim Ducks management that he is open to being traded, except he fucking Indeed. didn't. Made no sense to me at all. This was this is like, this rumor mill stuff is, is bullshit. There was also one in Calgary that got squashed this week. Johnny Gaudreau's agent has to, has to come out and deny that he signed a long-term deal with the Flames, like... Oh, yeah, that's right. I yeah. think just social media and the internet in general, like, people are so quick to, they want to be the first person to drop something, and they get a whiff at something, they put it out there, and then, like, maybe these things are going to happen, maybe they aren't, but it's something that they want behind closed doors, and then it all has to get squashed. Right. The problem is, once it goes on social media, you get everyone going in, all of a sudden, like, these top Instagram posts or Facebook guys are just like, well, this is real, spitting chicklets and put it up, and yep. you get the fans just like, oh, wow, Johnny Goudreau signed a long deal, and then... Or just like John Gibson wants the hell out of Anaheim Ducks. You're like, why? Yeah, and even if even if what Gibson did say, that's not like what he's saying. If he's saying I'm open to being traded, now he's he, not saying he wants out. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if that's what's good for the organization, I'm I'm open to it. And then it gets released that he want he wants to be traded. They spin right. the words, and now he has to come out and deny all that because that wasn't the case. Right. But he can't still say like I'm open to be a trader. Like it just puts the players in such a weird spot, right. and I hate to see it, but. 
at the same time, I do want to know when things happen the second that they do, you right. know? Like it's like John, a blessing and a curse. John Gibson is just like, I wouldn't say underrated, but not talked enough about goalie. He's solid. Like, it, there's so many teams right now that, like, looking for, like, good goaltending. You can get, like, if, if the Anaheim Ducks traded John Gibson, they can get solid, mm-hmm. solid players for him. And I think that was his thing. We're just like, hey, listen, like, I want this organi- organization to do well. I know my worth. If you trade me, you know, you might get this team going where back to the 2007 era where they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think if he were in a major market, he'd be one of, like, the top ten goaltenders talked about in the league. Like, that's how good he is. You yeah. know, if he was, like, I don't know, where, where Igor Shosturkin is with the Rangers, like, he doesn't have those same numbers. He doesn't have that same team in front of him. But if he's in a major market like that, he would get so much more airtime and more respect, I think. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's not a guy that I even think of, which sucks to which say. sucks, yeah. It's crazy. Just kind of, like, laying low. But he's also on a team that's, I don't know, Western Conference yeah. and – they're on the rise, at They're least, but rise. it'll be a few more years. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he sticks around and is their guy. That's what I'd like to see personally because I like him and I want to see Anaheim get better. Right. Uh, we're going to move on to Tampa Bay. <clears throat> the CEO, Steve Griggs, reached out to the fan that was assaulted after the playoff game in New York, making sure he was doing all right and if the organization could do anything for him. Uh, the guy responded saying his grandmother and aunt are season ticket holders and that he became a fan after going to the Marty St. Louis hockey camp in Vermont. And Griggs then responded by telling him he's going to send a bunch of playoff merch his way. Uh, good. I-, I love this move by uh, especially the C- CEO of Tampa. I'd be like, this one fan, you know, I get I get it was like a big story. I get it was fucked up the way it is. But for a CIO, CIO, the CEO of the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning organization to come out to the fan, that's pretty cool to see. It is cool. I think personally, like, if I were the owner or, like, working for the team, I, I would want to reach out to a guy like that too because, like, as an away fan in, in another, like, you know, another city's arena, mm-hmm. you should never feel – unsafe or right. like at 100%. risk of being hit and knocked the fuck out right um so i think it's great that he's you know supporting him and, and sending him some shit but yeah I, I just thought like it's really cool to see but at the end of the day like no one should have to go through that no one you know? this, yeah this 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 shouldn't even be a topic of discussion yeah. right now that's but it is definitely cool to see i also got two more uh little bits of uh Stats for everyone for the Tampa Bay Lightning since they are in the Stanley Cup Finals here. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who I can't talk about enough, and I guess Igor Shesterkin can't talk enough, is one of the best goaltenders in the league, uh, is with his last eight series clinching wins is an insane 0.25 GAA, a .991 save percentage, and six shutouts. So think about this. Eight games six shutouts this dude is just clutch holy shit it's such a dumb stat when it happens but like that's insane that's that's ridiculous numbers like it's like fast we need to be clutch as shit for this game and he goes yeah i'm gonna not even let in a goal he lets in a goal less than one percent of the time yeah. in a series clinching, series clinching game. game that's crazy isn't, that isn't it nuts to think about yeah you have to take over shit. 100 shots to score on him. Yeah. One other crazy, crazy stat here that goes with two players. Patrick Moon was part of 15 straight series victories, as well as four wins away from a fourth Stanley Cup. He had one with the St. Louis Blues back in 2019. And we also got Corey Perry is in the Stanley Cup final in his third straight year with his third different team. Uh, stars, the Dallas Stars, the Montreal Canadiens, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a string 
this. Both this, of them, right? Both, both those stats is so crazy to see. But like, Corey Perry just oh, like, dude. I think this team's gonna go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they jumps to the end, and here they are in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. That's, all right, that's, all right. So ready for this? Regardless of what team each of these guys are on, right? Well, they're both on the Lightning, but yeah. regardless of the team. <laughs> Oh, they're both on the Lightning. What am I talking about? Never mind. Who, what, who, are gonna, what are you going to say let's, if they Let's put, like, hypothetically, Maroon's on the um, Avalanche, okay. and he's going for his fourth straight. Yeah. And Perry's on the Lightning, going for his th- – this right. is now his third cup – I mean, third cup, cup appearance, run, yeah. three different teams. Mm-hmm. Which one of those do you want – would you, like, rather see snapped or rather not see snapped? You know what I mean? Who do you want to get there? Do you want Maroon to get four in a row, or do you want Perry to get one or, or not get one? I think I'd rather Perry get one. Yeah, the odds of like jumping to a team and then yeah, that's even a, just showing insane. up again. Yeah, dude, I think it's like so guys, guys, heartbreaking if Perry doesn't get it. Right, guys can go their entire career mm-hmm. and not even sniff the cup. And here's Corey Perry. He's already got one. He's already got one. Yeah, but what I'm saying is mm-hmm. he's got he's he's part of like three years in a row on three different teams, just like looking. Dude, for that him, is heartbreak know? hill. Like mm-hmm. going through. Getting to game four, game five, six, seven, whatever of the Stanley Cup finals and losing two times in a row and now potentially three. Like, oh, I can't imagine that. That's so tough. Corey Perry is praying to the gods yeah. right now. Just like, I need I need this. Dude, and then this Pat Maroon stat, like, what guy wins four different four cups in a row? Like there's there's not a like a no. long list, and Pat Maroon is not one of those guys that belongs on that list no. either. No. But he he <laughs> he probably and could still make that list. No. Especially with John Cooper in the back, he's gonna smoke mm-hmm. his stogie next to his mm-hmm. with his third ring. Blow it in his ear. Um, it, it is nuts, though. I mean, it, it's just crazy to think about. I, I don't know. Tampa Bay Lightning. Th- this, this Florida. This entire se- this entire season it was just like Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. For, like for some reason, the stats are just mind blowing for like this this state. Yeah, the craziest part to me is they don't even have home ice advantage. They didn't have home ice advantage against the Rangers, Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's so weird. I didn't think about that. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. But anyways, Colorado decided to be absolute savages over here. The This local Colorado establishment, West Saloon and Kitchen, did not give a fuck about any of those stats up there. Don't give a this shit. bar and restaurant put up an av sign telling customers, please wipe your feet, and they put a Tampa Bay jersey on the floor, man. <laughs> Ruthless, dude. Some type of shit that I would do. That's some petty stuff. I love it. Petty shit. I and love then it. And in Colorado, what are the odds of... Uh in the mountains, what's the odds of you, like, stepping in, like, ram and sheep shit before entering, you know? You know it's a city, right, Matt? It's yeah, not I'm like just, I'm just farm kidding. country. I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe in Edmonton we'd have, we'd have those kind of issues. Oh, maybe. Calgary, too. <laughs> yeah, Calgary, actually. Calgary is a great call. Yeah. That's a great <clears throat> call. All right, so I do want to have – I got a motivational story here for everyone. It's, it's pretty late. I need a beer. All right, grab a beer. It's new to me. And might not be new to everyone here, but uh, it is new to me. Uh, Connor Ingram had an interview with Milwaukee's Fox 6 Now on April 13th. And it came out that he was struggling with mental health, where it led to him going to the staff of the Milwaukee Admirals of the AHL on January 24th, 2021, and told his goalie coach that he wanted to quit because of what he was mentally and physically going through, and instead was offered and given proper help through the NHL Players Assistance Program, where he spent six weeks receiving treatment and being diagnosed with OCD and anxiety. 
He talked about COVID and how being alone in a hotel room for eight months out of the entire year really affected him. We've heard the same from Robin Leonard as well. Skip from January 24th, 2021 to May 3rd, 2022, where he would get his playoff start against the Avalanche after replacing David Riddick and then getting the start the following game where he had an outstanding 49-save game against the Avs and is making a run to solidify himself as an official backup for UC Saros with the Predators. I think that is an incredible story. You're coming from a guy who, not diagnosed with anything, but was going through a rough run rough rough patch where he went to the organization and goes i want to just retire from hockey altogether i can't do it to now like almost solidifying a spot in the nhl as a backup that's insane to me within a year by the way yeah i i I, I love that story i think it's awesome to see the support system that the ahl even has with mental health and everything nowadays like back in the day they would have been like all right quit like you're not you're not tough enough for this team. You know what I mean? Right. And now, because of all the awareness that Carey Price, Robin Leonard, all these guys have made about it, even the AHL organization and their their staff down there are able to support um, Connor Ingram enough to boost his morale, get him to see a doctor, you know, get diagnosed and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And now he's able to bounce back and, and turn his career around. When, in my opinion, like, his career wasn't really all that bad before either. I think, like we said, injury he was battling. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, I, I think that he's he's a great goaltender and he's going to do great things in the NHL. So oh, yeah. it's very good to see him bounce back and, and come back from something like this, you know? Yeah. So great story. I, I wanted to share that with everyone. Uh, I, I just love the story. I found it this week and then I kind of went kind of a deep dive on it. And, uh, yeah, I want to share it with everyone here. So uh, with that said, let's move on here, too. Uh, yeah, let's stick with the Nashville Predators, actually. They are actually nearing a sale of the franchise to former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam. The Preds franchise is valued at $680 million, and the organization's current owner, Herb Fritsch, Jesus Christ, these names aren't even that bad, and I'm butchering them, originally bought the franchise back in 07 for $175 million. Haslam was the principal owner of the Tennessee Smokies, a minor league baseball team. So kind of weird to see the team getting sold at a time when it's become like the heartbeat of the city. Like it's a big thing down in Nashville. Even when people go there for like bachelor party weekends and bachelorette weekends, my brother and his girl went down there with her family just for, just to go and like check it out. It's like in the center of town. Like you can't not see Bridgestone arena when you're in Nashville. Like it's not even people are going there to see it. It's just literally right there. So Tennessee Nashville is like, it's, it's coming up. I don't know if I've told anyone on the podcast, but uh, I had a upstairs neighbor who, like, I didn't see for a few weeks, and all of a sudden I saw him, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm moving out. I'm like, where are you going? He goes, Tennessee. I guess his brother down there, uh, like, flips houses, and he goes, it is unbelievable the amount of people that are moving down to Tennessee and Nashville. He goes, I'm going down there to help him out. He's going to make a killing. So That's sick. I bet he's going to go down there, help his brother, and they're eventually going to get together buy one, flip it, and then let him live in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's sick. Crazy. That's sick. I need to find someone that flips he houses. He it down there, too. Hit us Everyone's up if you nice. flip houses. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little NHL touch-up news here, too. They're going to finish the 21-22 season with a record-high revenue total because everything costs so damn much is what <laughs> I think. Um, it also, I think, has to do with, you know, a year and a half of no real ticket sales for the NHL. Yeah. and I think people missed it and wanted to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And I do think that, you know, regular everyday tickets the price rose because of supply and demand people wanted to go they missed it for a year and a half i need to be there you know didn't didn't bother spending 15 dollars on a beer yeah i i definitely did mm-hmm. um 
But in order to bring in even more money, the NHL announced today that Caterpillar, or CAT as as we all know them, uh, they're going to be the official heavy equipment and industrial power sponsor of the NHL. Dot, dot, dot. Sick. Where the hell did this come from? Sick. Like, why do we like, need why? an official heavy equipment and power industrial power right. sponsor? Like, we're gonna we're gonna be switching. It's basically free money, hats? though. It, it basically is free money. It's just yeah, it is. You know, here, here's a sponsorship. Put our shit everywhere, yeah. and it's gonna be on the boards, and probably on the ice, and on the helmets, and on the pants, and on the jerseys. It's gonna be the Euro League soon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just cat everywhere. Yeah. I don't know, but that's after the fact that. Gatorade dropped their sponsorship with the NHL. I yeah. still find that weird. Yeah, the they they announced that they're going to drop their sponsorship with the NHL to um, push the end the PHF. PHF. I'm sorry, and uh, drive for inclusivity and, and all that stuff in, in hockey, which is great. But couldn't you do both? You can, but it also becomes to a price point thing. It's weird to make the stand and the statement that we're cutting ties with the NHL so that we can do this. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you work with the NHL to do it? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. That's that's just the way I felt. And and if you don't have the money for it, like, don't, don't fucking blame the NHL. Don't blame <laughs> us, you know, because you're cheap. <laughs> Powerade sucks. I don't really like Powerade. No, I'm not a fan of Powerade either. Gatorade ever so ne- often. Next week, going to be like, Powerade, the official sports drink of the Post Post Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mean what we said earlier. <laughs> Uh, so we got some news from the ECHL and OHL here. <clears throat> uh, the Florida Everblades of the ECHL are the 2022 Kelly Cup champions, which is their second in team history since being founded in 1998. The last one was back in 2012. They beat the Toledo Walleyes in a 4-1 series win Saturday and had a record of 42-20-6 during the regular season. So congratulations to the Florida Everblades. I um, we were doing some research here before recording. Uh, I realized how dumb I am because I Google Florida Ever and then uh, Google just like mean Everglades, and I'm like, oh, that's why they're called Everblades. And then Chris just roasted me. Did right you there know? Did you know like Orlando Solar Bears is like polar bears? Oh, <laughs> a, lot, like a lot of puns down there. Sun biz. Yeah, yeah, a lot of puns. Wow, polar solar. Florida Pretty really, really getting shit done down really there. Huh? Highbrow comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also have the Hamilton Bulldogs. <clears throat> they are the 2022 OHL champions after beating the Windsor Spitfires in Game 7 with a 6-1 to win and were presented with the J. Ross Robinson Cup, which has been around since 1980. <clears throat> the winners of the J. Ross Robinson Cup move on to the Memorial Cup. Which is a, which is a four-team round robin, which determines the champion of the Canadian Hockey League, the CHL. The four teams are the Hamilton Bulldogs of the OHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings of the WHL, the Sh- oh, oh I'm butchering this, the Shawinigan Cataracts, nice, yes, dude, of the Quebec Major Juniors, and the host St. John Sea Dogs of the Quebec Major Juniors. That is set to start June 20th, the actual day this uh, episode drops. So, uh, uh, so what am I trying to say? So, congrats to the Bulldogs and uh, hopefully push it. I don't know. Pick a team. OHL. 
Uh, you know what I have been uh, kind of watching a little bit too is the Edmonton Oil Kings. So I'm gonna go Edmonton Oil Kings. Oh, you bastard! I was gonna pick them because of the uh, pregame speech that Biz gave him in yeah, the locker room. Yeah, that's 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 why. I, that's why. All right, that's Matt's on the Oil Kings. So what am I gonna go with, mm-hmm. dude? I don't know. I think I think the home team is gonna win this one here. The St. John Sea Dogs. You got my vote. All right? all right. I have done zero research. I don't know who you are, but you're my team now, <laughs> and I support you all the way. <laughs> Imagine going like a like doing just like a full blown just like well if they don't win like what happens like a, like a bet yeah dude like we should team, no we idea. should we should like pull together some money just like a hundred bucks and just gamble like on on sports leagues we know zero nothing about dude like <laughs> I don't know I don't know like Middle Eastern like basketball league like just pick a team and just throw it on there and if we win we let it ride we keep going and eventually we're millionaires I like it. I like like that idea? Going. That yeah. sounds that sounds like a terrible idea, but let's do just it. See what happens. <laughs> Luck of the draw. That's right. Might, hey, as, well, might as well play Keno at that point. <laughs> um. Uh, also, we have Casimir uh, Kaskasuo. I think this is where we're going to end off the uh, the hockey news. Actually, we we still haven't talked about the Avs. Uh, mm. Tampa Bay game one. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I meant to do uh, earlier when I when I said something and then stopped saying something. <laughs> that must have been it. We had game one this week. Believe it or not, we haven't talked about it. We're 40 minutes in. We haven't talked about uh, game one. Stanley Cup finals kicked off. Uh, game two will be Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, four to three overtime winner for Colorado. I thought Abs that was insane. all over Vasilevsky. They're all over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, they, they got their shit together. They came back a bit mm-hmm. and got them Dude, into OT. You know why we didn't talk about them, though, is because we were both on the ice the other night while they were playing, so we didn't really watch it. That was it. I walked in, and uh, I think we were halfway through the second. Colorado was up 3-1. to one. Tampa Bay ends up tying it late, I think six minutes left in the third. And then they go to overtime, and I, I believe at the end of regulation, Colorado had 36 shots. Tampa Bay had 22, and the score was 3-3. Three to three. Yeah. And then... Um, it was kind of nuts. Tampa Bay tries to clear the puck out of their zone. It hits a player, like his left skate. It goes like, I don't know, 70 feet in the air, back into their own zone. They try to clear it. gets intercepted in the neutral zone. They break in, and an awesome goal by Burakovsky to, to bury that one to just, win it. Just end it, yeah. Just nuts. All it takes is bounces. It was Stamkos. Like, right, right off the skate, yeah. Right off the skate. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it was just, wasn't a, I wouldn't say a whiff. It just ended up becoming like a knuckleball trying to yeah. get it out and just ended brutal. One thing I picked up, though, is Sergachev. I've been paying attention to him for a little bit, and then that I really started to pay attention to him last series where it was against Shesterkin. He had two goals, like, blue line. We were just, like, wrist shots from mm. the blue line that just, like, no tip at all. Just, like, seeing eye, right puck. thick, seeing eye pucks. And he fucking did it again in game one, and I'm like, God damn, this a lot guy of traffic. is unbelievable. Sergachev is solid. What stood out to me was Kucherov, that nasty move he had, and then the wherewithal to send it back door to Palat wide open to beat uh, Kemper, right? Kemper ended up getting the start, Kemper too, right? Kemper getting the start, yeah. Feeling good, feeling healthy. I was worried about Kemper getting the start because I'm like, oh, he hasn't really played in a while. Francois was getting the start, and I was, thought he was going to be a little shaky, uh, but he got the job done. I think the only thing with that is, right, let's let's just say Kemper hasn't played in, what, a week? Or, or like, in an NHL game in about a week, right? Yeah. Now you go with Francois, or however you say it, and then, you know, a couple games go by. Let's say they drop him, like, lose lose two. They go down 0-2. They're going to Tampa. Are you going to go to Kemper now that he's even more cold and hasn't played? Like, you get right. him in early, you test Kemper, see where he is, One and Francois is still pretty warm from playing, you yeah. know, the last of the mm-hmm. series before. So, yeah, actually, neither of them are fucking warm because they swept their last opponent and have just been sitting and waiting. So. <laughs> They're both probably pretty cold. So. Yep. But, uh... 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, this, this is going to be an interesting series. I, I, who did we have, by the way? I'm throwing you on the spot. I picked yeah. Tampa in seven because I want to see an overtime game seven. Yeah, I, I believe see, you did picked I say Colorado. I believe you picked Colorado in six. I would like to see Colorado take it. I would. I would really like to see it. Yeah, I think they have. They think they have doing. it. The fact that they're like, no, nah, they're home. Sorry, I was thinking. I was thinking away, but mm. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I this this series. I want to go game seven. There, we've had at least three series. We're just like, dude, it's going game seven. I can't wait to watch all seven games. And all of a sudden, it's like a sweep mm-hmm. or four to one or something like that. I'm like, oh, come on, man, just give us some content here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's just game one. So by the time this drops, we'll have game two in the books. Probably game three as well. And probably game three by the time we record uh, next episode. So uh, we'll see what happens from there. But NBA's all done too. Uh, Celtics lost tonight in game six at home to the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors actually rented a a hall at Encore or or something, a room, some some shit, in in Revere to uh, celebrate in case they won. Oh, really? Which is kind of like they rented it ahead of time. So it's kind of like jinxing it you know what i mean yeah. like that's kind of fucked up wow. but they ended up winning it uh, i think it was like a 10 point game maybe 103 90 something like that damn yeah wow. uh i was just telling i had a bunch of people on my train today and i was like i thought uh our mayor shut down the watch party but so they didn't do one on on the night of game five because they had like all these other logistical issues i mean the u.s open is in brookline the Celtics coming back and forth for home games, away games, all this yeah. stuff. Uh, they just said, like, we're too busy right now. Like, we can't logistically get this done. Yeah. There was something else going on, maybe Red Sox something. But the Red Sox weren't home today. Yeah. Or, no, they were home today in the afternoon. And they, they emptied that out. And they did the watch party at Fenway. So there were, like, 10,000 people That's there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a good little money grab, too. Just yeah. buy some booze. I think that might be the next move for, like, a watch party. Imagine going yeah. to the Bruins. Like that's a good spot, yeah. Yeah, that's a really back. good spot. That'd I feel like cool they would shit. only do it for like the last round, though. It's also tough to line up with the baseball schedule, concerts. They do a lot of stuff. If yeah, like, so. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Our friend uh, Tommy just went to, uh, oh my God, I'm going to butcher this, the Beatles. Um, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Uh, thing. Uh, he was pretty close, too. He was really close. He goes, dude, the field was packed, and like all of Fenway Park was like, all the seats were filled. I'm mm. like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So... Money grab for uh, Fairway Sports Group. That's right. Going Always. Because they, they own the, the Celtics. They own the Golden State Warriors. The Pittsburgh Penguins. They own the sausage guy outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, they own everything. dude, little nuts stat, too, for you. The, the NBA, uh, Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors have been in the championship six times in the last seven years, and they've won four of them now. And then there was a four-year stretch where they played the Cleveland Cavaliers four years in a fucking row. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, imagine seeing that in the NHL. That's just, like, so dumb. Sick league, like, where two two teams end up in the finals All the four time. years in a row. Yeah. And then the, two more of those years, half of the team is in there again, you know? What's the betting like on that? Oh, my that's God. so easy. Easy in the sense of, like, series, but games probably not, games you know? Games probably not, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um... Okay, we kind of went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, there. back to hockey. Yeah, yeah, back to hockey. And the last, actually, last hockey news that we have. So, as I said before, Kazmir Kaskasuo, who was the goalie for the Natural Predators, as we talked about before, he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, literally look it up. It's, it's Kazmir Kaskasuo. Good luck spelling it. And, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> We're not going to tell anyone about it. Uh, and he was at, like, this goalie retreat in uh, Colorado, and Brian Decord, 
who does stop at goaltending here in Massachusetts, whose son, Joey Decord, is the goalie for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, he explains the Panda. So for all my goalie listeners, uh, the Panda is like this new RBH. It's called the uh, Panda Post Lock. Panda Post Lock. It's, uh, I keep wanting to say the new RBH, but it's it's not. It's like a whole new way of doing it. And all it is is just like pretty much putting uh, – Instead of, like, having, like, skate to post, uh, you're literally just, like, pretty much moving, say, like, your right foot's on, like, the right side of the post. You're literally just moving your right foot just around the post to the outside of the skirt. Yeah, it's more of an overlap. And it's just, uh, it's very interesting. It all started with Dustin Wolf. Uh, We talked about him for the... Uh, Dustin Wolf was for Team USA, right? Uh, yeah. For the World Juniors. I think he was either backup or third string, though. Yeah. So it started with him, and then... Uh, it was people picking up on it. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be the new wave for you. Gonna you guys are gonna see that a lot. Could be. Could be. We'll see. I, I think. I know the RVH for a while. I was just like, yeah, it's a no go. And all of a sudden now. It's no, like they're the still thing. doing it. It still works. No, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like in the beginning, where like the VH was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Kyle yeah. Price was trying the dead arm, and that didn't work. It's it's you know figuring it out. You know. Yeah, it's really about getting more coaches on board with it because if the coach if the coach agrees that it's the right move, then they they teach it early and it it grows. But I mean, um, like you said, with Dustin Wolf picking it up, it's going to be another spotlight on it. People are going to an- analyze it, you know, look at it and see what what really works and what doesn't. Right. I feel like you'll see with that style maybe a lot more behind the net, like banked in pass for or banked in shots, shots for goalies that yeah. aren't quick enough to react and get that leg back inside the post yeah. or however you're supposed to do it. Yeah. When uh, Brian Accord explains it, 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 it does seem nice. You're supposed to – I guess the pos- positioning is supposed to be, like, right at the line, like, above it. I guess behind the net you're supposed to be in the RVH or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's you're going to see some uh, new stuff, and I uh, can't wait to see – can't wait to see it in action. Actually, after this, I'm going to watch Dustin Wolf and see if he's done it because yeah. I've never noticed it. And I think the main takeaway from doing this is to save energy and less up, down, up, down, RVH, stand up, RVH, come out, you know, mm. face a shot. You right. don't really, you know, activate anything until he gets down, like, close to the hash marks when you drop to make a save. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I thought, I thought, thought I'd throw that out there. If you want to see the whole video... Uh, it's like a 12-minute video on his channel. Go check it out. Uh, I'll try to put the link in the description for everyone who uh, watches the YouTube. Uh, actually, I might put it in the uh, the summary for uh, Spotify and Apple listeners too. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for. That's all we got for hockey news. But we got some other news. Yeah, you ready for some about. golf stuff, buddy? Let's go golf. So the Canadian Open was actually actually before I get to that, I did go golf on Sunday. I played 18 holes in uh, Southern's Marsh. Uh, oh, it was for, really weird that. hole. A uh, really weird course. It was literally like a cranberry bog that they built a course onto. So, like, the first tee box oh. is, like, very intimidating. It's like you need to hit your driver at least, like, 175 over the bog because if you don't, your ball's gone. And then it's onto, like, the fairway and then you onto the green. But, like, the bogs, in, you know how a bog works or no? Well, uh, yeah, so, so, basically, it's like a picture like a checkerboard, right? Yeah. And now every spot where the red and the black meet, yeah. there's – a line where you can like drive your cart you know what i mean oh yeah okay and now there are some spots where there's no bog and and there's just grass and that's where you're golfing from Mm -hmm. so there's like little bogs mixed in rather Uh than like a full checkerboard right but basically you're driving around the bogs and like hitting the ball around it like that but i was like this is like genius because 
bogs are such like a waste of space. Now you can make money off of the bog from selling the cranberries and getting people to play golf on it, right? Yeah, right. So I thought it was pretty cool. Hmm. But the first one was just so intimidating, dude. Like you have to drive 175 over the bog onto the fairway. And then after that, it, it kind of opens up a little bit. It's a lot easier, but I really liked it. It was a good course. I think it was like 50 bucks, something like that. That's for 18 bad. holes with a cart, too. I think bad. it was 46. Where yeah. was it? Uh, Plymouth. Plymouth. Yeah, Plymouth or Carver, like right down that way. I remember um, you, like, last second was like, hey, we need someone. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 they had someone back out. But uh, mm. this is the place that I did the barn, too. The barn at Southers Marsh. Oh, yeah. You drive right. out of that, and it's like, <gasps> what not, the heat, right? Yep, it's a heated barn, so you can use it in the winter. You drive out of basically like a garage door, and instead of like a simulator where you hit a mat, your ball goes on to like a, a what do they call it? Fuck, when you go to the, the driving, driving range. range. Thank like. you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> go to the driving range where you drive your ball onto the range. You hit onto a driving range, but there's a camera that picks up your ball, and then it puts it onto a simulator for you so you can play a course oh, or okay. you know track things. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Anyways, that was my weekend. It was really nice. I actually shot a 91, which is the best I've ever played. But I probably shaved a few mulligans and shit, so <clears throat> it doesn't really count. The score doesn't matter. Just oh, good contact. Not bumper shoes at all. Nope. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, <laughs> the Canadian Open was a couple weekends ago, maybe last weekend. Uh, hole 16, this was very interesting to me. Nice little crossover for us. It's called The Rink, and it was designed with hockey boards around the outside of the tee box. And the empl- employees there are dressed like referees, and the tee box markers are goalie masks. It was pretty cool. Yeah. They even had a custom Zamboni made for the hole that says The Rink on it, so... I thought it was I thought it was pretty uh, yeah, interesting pretty little cool. crossover. Very very Canadian. Yeah, especially for the Canadian Open, right? It's yep. nice. Nice. So, uh, but the US Open was this weekend and there were no screaming eagles on, you know, any of the holes or, you know, grill action on on hole 16. Nope. But uh, we did have some live golfers that were playing there. They were allowed to play based off of Michael Wan's decision. He's one of the execs for PGA and uh, he helped come to this decision and apparently earlier this year some golfers were given a release to play for this same promoter from live golf in february mm-hmm. so he said based on that mike felt that the players should from live golf that have qualified for the u.s open should be allowed to play this play. event yeah but going forward it may be a little bit more difficult for them um just so you guys know too it's phil mickelson dustin johnson patrick reed charles Schwartzel, and bryson dechambeau those are the live golfers that are playing in the u.s open this weekend big, i don't think any of money. them are, are leading i think someone was in third but uh, yeah, live golf is big, big money. The big, big money. PGA, not so much. No, you you qualify well, you get paid good money, but um, for live golf, like you can make money coming in last place, which is not pretty right. cool. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. Yeah, for an expensive sport, by the way. Yeah, and and that's the hard part with with the PGA guys is they pay to travel, pay their caddy, get out there, go go play the event, and then they don't qualify or they don't make. I mean, even qualify to play in an event to make a lot of money. Or they qualify, but they don't finish and make a lot of money. Like Or any money. You can make $0, and now you've paid for hotel, flight, caddy, caddy. everything. And PGA doesn't give a shit. You just come out just... You come out knocking good. It's like a league, but it's not a league, you know? It's it's very, like, individualized, so... You could pull a Happy Gilmore and get, like, a homeless guy and just, like, have him caddy for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Drive the, uh... The bus to every event instead of flying, too. It'd be sick. Skim some shampoo so we can shower in the fucking yeah. pond on He's the like, fucking eighth hole. Green's going right to left here. No, it's not. That's just because you're missing a shoe. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Forgot about Love that, that movie, scene. dude. <laughs> you just oh, hit geez. that guy. You shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> that, was me, uh, that was me playing for your team last night. 
Yeah. Oh my God, you just hit that guy. Oh my God. Stand there. <laughs> I was terrible, dude. I couldn't even stand up. But I did have a little soccer update for you for anyone that likes that. The Boston has actually been selected as one of the cities to host the FIFA World Cup contenders in 2026. This will actually be the first men's World Cup in North America since 1994. Wow. And there's like, I want to say 12 to 15 cities that are on this list, and they're all selected. So, like, some teams will come here and play, some teams will go there and play. Like, so there's a lot of uh, opportunity to get in at the World Cup, I guess. This will be big for the city of Boston, uh, mainly because soccer is massive. Yeah, but it, it depends huge. on what teams are going to play here, you know? Because, yeah. like I said, 12, 15 cities, like maybe only four teams come here and they play their pool. Kind of like how they do the, the World Juniors. Oh, okay. So it'll yeah. be kind of like that, except it's every not every country in the world, but almost, almost every country every in the country, world. Yeah. And now they're sending certain countries' teams to different cities in the U.S., and hmm. Boston's one of them. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to see, though. Fenway Sports Group, is that where it's going? No, probably Gillette, because they have the partnership with the New England Revolution. They can seat more than Fenway. I think that's where it would oh, go. That's probably Down where in it's Fox, go. Bro. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Got to get ready for that. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool, I think. A lot, Dude, most popular sport in the world. Like, a lot of people are going to give a shit around here, too, I yeah. think. It's growing crazy in Boston. Uh, Soccer, yeah. Soccer in the U.S. is very slow, but it's it's coming up. No one talks about it, but like if you just bring it up, people are like, yeah, dude, I'm a huge Revolution fan. And you're like, what? Yeah, no one, no one's really a huge Revolution fan. It's more Premier League over in the U.K. Like people Premier here League, pick yeah. a Premier League team and wake up at like eight or ten on Saturday mornings and watch just the game. To watch it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't get into that. Like the time zone difference. Like they're really playing at like let's call it four four in the afternoon. Like I can't get down with like eight a.m. ten a.m. soccer right. or sports and just be like that thrilled and in yeah. the zone like i'm not drinking i'm not like fully awake so i'm like oh what the uh, fuck you know i don't know that's it just me just reminds me of like i still don't know what the hell lad bible is even like out of like is it a website? probably uk i would think it's a, it's a uk like uk it's kind of like um i don't want to compare them to these guys but daily mail buzzfeed any of those social media it's probably uk yeah, yeah. but i think it's a uk based or australian based they'll have the like lad. videos of like these soccer guys is just like I don't know, like, they'd just be, like, out in the open, and all, all it is is some dude just like, hey, I like this team. And the guy's like, well, go fuck yourself, and they like, got to get in this huge <laughs> fight. And like, what the hell's going on? It's just soccer, you know? It's just insane. It's life. Go back about, like... Oh, yeah, yeah they're saying the same shit about uh, hockey fans with the Tampa, Tampa Bay and Bay Lightning fans. and New York Rangers. <laughs> and, like, what the hell's going on, you know? He wore the wrong jersey. Buddy, they're both blue and white. <laughs> <laughs> the goalie's not even wearing the same jersey. What the hell's going on? No, no, I was talking about the uh, Rangers in Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was punching another Rangers fan. Sorry. It is weird that the refs even—I don't think they always wear black and white either for soccer. There's like the team's color, the goalie's color, and then the refs' color. You know, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, at all. It's kind of funny. It's like the goalies can just wear whatever you want. But yeah, yeah. I guess to really show that they're a goalie. Because, yeah, you can do different things because you're a goalie. You can touch yeah. the ball with your hands. You can, you know. Yeah. There's one thing. I think I, that's it. I think I'll always, <laughs> yeah, there's one thing I'll think I'll always appreciate about the uh, soccer goalies is uh, when they, like, catch the ball or whatever. You ever see him kick the ball from the net and it, like, launches <laughs> yeah. Five across the fields. field? Yeah. yeah, like like an entire football field. Like, Jesus Christ, the NFL needs to sign this guy yeah. to be a punter. Just yeah. something. Holy shit. The leg strength these guys must have is yeah. unbelievable. Stamina too. There's the, the the cardio, the endurance. Like they play a whole ninety minute game and just run nonstop. They get like three three people can sub out a game or some shit like yeah. that. Like, dude, I was I was well, sucking the clock wind. Doesn't count down. I was sucking up. wind after a two minute shift at, <laughs> at hockey last night. I was like, I could not do this. <sighs> 
those three beers beforehand was not a good idea. Yeah, dude, I like skipped dinner yesterday because I knew it was going to be bad. I was like, <laughs> I'll be all right. I'll eat after. <laughs> How's some Dairy Queen this morning? This morning, no. This morning, Before tonight, we recorded, dude. sorry. We're sorry. sitting here it's, taking notes, and he's housing down It's quarter of one. I don't know what time it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, because they got me yesterday before I left for hockey. I was like, dude, I want like half of that right now so bad. But like, if I ate that, I would have threw up everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I was on the ice for the only goal that was scored, though. I will say that. Yeah, you were. I'm a legend. You're a hero. Uh, even? Plus one? No, I think I was minus one. <laughs> I think I was on the ice for two. Two goals against and one four. <laughs> Didn't you help uh, the other, uh, one of my goals against? I don't think so. No. Help it? No, I think I tried to block a shot, and it came off my shin pad and went like right into your chest. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. Someone redirected something in, into me. Someone was saying, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. No, I was probably apologizing for not being defensively good. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn liability out there. I'll, t- I'll take whatever I can get yeah. in front of me, you know? Yeah. But uh, that is it. That, that's all I got. That's it. Check out the uh, new mic'd up with Matt next week. Should be a good one, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Might be a, up a little later since uh, I usually take the time. Well, this weekend, yeah. What are you gonna do? No you, tech. Usually. How are you gonna edit the pod? Uh, we'll be back Sunday. So oh, okay. That's why I'm gonna do it Sunday. But uh, usually we play Mondays, and I have the week to do it. Which usually it's up by Friday, Saturday, where I give myself like the weekend mm-hmm, to do it. But. Mm-hmm. I think the new mic'd up episode is going to be up a, a little later since uh, I will be uh, camping. And we played on and, a Wednesday. And we played on a Wednesday. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to survive this camping trip. So we'll see what happens. You'll be all right. I'll be fine. I'll be good to go. Ready for a nip? I'm ready to go. We both have this Bacardi Tropical, by the way. We ran all out of nips. So, like, I just got a bunch of stuff. And the guy up the street here. He's like, what do you want? And he's got, like, the, the whole table is, like, filled with, like, a bunch of nips. I'm like, I don't know, just shock me. <laughs> Great. This, this is one of them. So. He's like, oh, we're trying to get rid of these. Here, have one. <laughs> yeah, have one. Bacardi <laughs> Tropical. Ooh. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Cheers. <sighs> Coconut? Uh, it's kind of Malibu-y. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, very Malibu. Mix this. Hold on. Bacardi Tropical, mix this pineapple, guava, and coconut blend with juice or soda. Now, fuck that. No. We do we do the shit straight, bud. Hey, you know what's cringy as shit? Uh, I just actually just posted It's Wednesday, so I just posted it on uh, our uh, YouTube channel. It's a throwback Thursday post of our first nip. And, uh... You ever, like, go back and see shit, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah, I guess I'll watch that. That's funny. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I want to now, though. I edited it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is nice. And then, like, the day came, which was today, to put it up. And as I put it up, like, oh, man, I don't know. Oh, might have to delete it. Throwback. I'll take a peek. Yeah, throwback. Let me know what you think. I will. Let us know what you think, too. Let uh, Yeah, give everyone here, just let us know what you think. It's on our YouTube Around the Boards for uh, everyone listening in from uh, Spotify and Apple, but yeah, it was a, uh, a cringe moment. Great. But I, I like how, I like how we are now though. You know, you got to start yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we'll look at this out. a year later and be like, Oh, oh that's geez, terrible. We fucking did. That. We didn't get any better. <laughs> oh my God. We're terrible. <laughs> that's it. Right, buddy. That's it. Want to call us out? Thanks everyone for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description and we'll see you all next week. Bye guys. Peace. <laughs>